Let me read some verses um, from Matthew chapter 14. Very, very familiar verses um, that you all know that I will read. Uh, We're going to go from 13 to 21. When Jesus heard uh, what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing, Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. And as evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy some food. Jesus replied, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. We only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, And looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They were all ate and all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. This is the word of God. Amen. A child is a gift. A child is a privilege. A thing of such beauty brought into our lives to enrich, to treasure, to love. But as we have already seen this morning, from such a small, helpless bundle of humanity, there doesn't have come a lot of upheaval. Do we agree? Chaos, noise, disruption become the norm. These precious gifts, helpless, weak, powerless, somehow manage to become the rulers in our house. Everything revolves around Abia. They want food, they get food. They want sleep, they get sleep. They don't want to sleep, they don't sleep. You want peace? (laughs) They want anarchy. And who wins? tiny bundle of life. But who knows what is possible with a tiny bundle of life? Who can tell what great destinies are bound up in that tiny, helpless baby? The greatest people who walked our planet began as one of those. Because we have a God that does amazing big things with tiny packages. We have a God who is able to do a great deal with a little. We have a God who is able to make huge things happen out of the smallest beginnings. Actually, it's his speciality. He tends to overlook the ones that are already big, the ones that are already strong, the ones that are already clever, the ones that have already got it all together. He tends to overlook them And his eyes look for the ones he can put his life in, his spirit in, and do amazing things. It's one of the specialities of God. And that is the God that Robin and Divya serve. The scripture I read just now is a case in point. It says there were 5,000 men, but there were also women and children. So we can surmise there may have been up to 15,000 people. I don't know, but certainly more than 5,000. All wanting their dinner. On the menu, 
Bread and fish. That's good. I love bread and I love fish. But you know what? There's nothing worse than being really hungry and finding all you've got. It's a teeny tiny bit of dinner. And there were 15 or 10,000, 5,000 people. But all they had was two five loaves of bread and two fish. Do the math. It's not going to work. But in the hands of Jesus Christ, the smallest has the potential to be the biggest. The weakest, the strongest. The helpless, the hopeful. The long shot becomes the certainty in the hands of Jesus Christ. This is what he does. He chooses the weaker vessels to display his strength. All through the Bible, all through scripture, all through Christian history, this is what Jesus, this is what God has done. Just look through the Bible. He takes, he takes Joseph, he takes Gideon, he takes David. They didn't even bother bringing David in the procession because he was so young and, and romantic and poetic. Sitting there looking after sheep. You don't want him. Look at my big sons. He wanted David. Jesus picked 12 disciples with issues. They all had issues. He picked, the, he picked the Apostle Paul, who was murdering his people. And you can add to that list me, Robin, Divya, and others here who have encountered the transforming, empowering love of Jesus Christ that takes hold of something small and does something amazing with it. And what we've prophesied and spoken over at Abia today, God is going to take something small and make it powerful. Hallelujah. He has given us significance before the Father. He's made our lives into something that has value and that will last forever. He's chosen me and he has chosen you. You know, there's not a better example for, for that right now, literally and physically, for the members of our church than in Jane. And I always use a quote from Aladdin, the Disney Aladdin. Have you seen that? The animated Aladdin? When, the, um, when he comes out of the bottle. Phenomenal cosmic power in a teeny tiny living space. That's what I pray over Jane every time I see her. Because she's tiny. She's about four foot in her high heels. And she's ill. She's really ill. But you go and see her and she's reigning in life. She's reigning in life. And I, I was really touched to, to sit with, uh, just tell this story, to sit with her uh, a couple of days ago. And it, she, was, she was okay. And then she started to speak into my life. She started to bless me. She started to say things over me. And she did it, and I just sat there like, whoa, she's sitting there in a bed. And she said, a minute later, she was quiet, she said, I feel better now. I feel better. Because she's giving out from her heart. And I, and, I, and I think it's really important, Christians in this place, we have to learn to become giants in the space that we occupy. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. We have to learn to become giants in the space that we occupy. And too many people, too many Christians can look at all the reasons they can't do this, that and the other. They say, well, I can't do it because I've got, I, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have, my kids are too young. Blah, 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 blah. I can't do it. I don't know enough. I don't have enough. 
you know what? I think it's time we realize we've got to become giants in the space that we occupy that I don't, I, I'm always able to give what is in my heart. Because we excuse, sorry, we excuse ourselves. <laughs> there is water. We excuse ourselves. I can't do it. I can't do that. You've always got something in your heart to give because the Holy Spirit is in you. Don't cut off the possibilities of what God can do for you. Learn to become the giant in the space you occupy. And Jane's space right now is the size of a small room and a bed, you know. But she's a giant. Because God can do great things in tiny packages. God is going to do great things in a tiny package right there. Hallelujah. I didn't mean to say that. Where am I? God demonstrated this, this, this theme through another child. As, as a scripture we don't normally hear for another couple of months. But Isaiah chapter 6, chapter 9, uh, verses 6 to 7 says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Phenomenal power in a tiny package. That's how Jesus came into our world. In that child was all of God. In that child was all of God. In that tiny bundle was who the father is and was. And this child started so small, became a man who would display and demonstrate just who God the father was. Loving, powerful, forgiving. Longing to have a relationship with everyone. To restore broken relationships, broken through our sin and our rebellion. This tiny package changed the world. And he's changing lives today. And will change lives this morning across our world. Hallelujah. There are seven and a half billion people on our planet. Seven and a half billion. In that seven and a half billion, who am I? I'm so small. I'm so insignificant. What's my destiny? What am I here for? And you can ask yourself these questions this morning. Who am I in seven and a half billion? What's my significance? What's my destiny? What am I here for? We're told today that our children are told that they're, they're born out of a genetic or a chemical process. We have a life that lasts a few decades if we're blessed. We do some stuff. And then we go back to nothing. The roulette of life carries on and I'm just spinning on it for a season. What's it all about? How do I, one in 7.5 billion, make sense of who I am and what I'm for? I believe in all my, with all my heart there is only one way to make sense of who you are. And it's found in these verses that we read at the beginning when Jesus turns five loaves and two fish into a banquet for 10,000, 15,000 people. Jesus said this when he was told about five insignificant loaves of bread and two inadequate fish. It says in Matthew 14, 18, bring them here to me. Bring them here to me. Every life in the hands of Jesus has value. 
is significant, has power, can know their destiny fulfilled. Only, only, I believe with all my heart, and I, I do, I believe with all my heart, only in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ didn't come to earth and say, follow me. If that doesn't suit you, follow somebody else. You know, he never said that. He never said, if, this, if, if, Christian, if, if, I, if Christianity doesn't work for you, try this one. Try this religion. Try humanism. Try hedonism. Because you'll find, you'll find you're, he didn't say that. Jesus said these words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. He is the gate to the Father. And so without any apology, I'm not doing that to disrespect anybody, but I think we have to be clear. If you don't mind, we have to be clear. The only way you find your destiny is when you hear Jesus say, come to me. And you come to him and you find life. Hallelujah. In his hands, the insignificant finds their destiny. The inadequate finds the power they need. You and I were created for connection and relationship with God through Jesus Christ. In his hand, the tiniest, most insignificant person becomes powerful, becomes significant. And that goes for all of us today. The tiny package of Jesus grew to become a man who lived a perfect life, gave his life to a cruel death, paid the debt owed to God for your sin and my sin. Jesus didn't just come to heaven, come from heaven to show us how to be good people and to treat one another well. Of course he did that. But he came on a rescue mission to restore us to the Father. It was a commission to connect you back to your purpose and destiny in Father God's hands. If I, like that bread and fish, small and insignificant, come to him, put myself in his hands, then tiny, insignificant me becomes something amazing. I become a child of God. This morning you can come to him. You come on his terms. You have to come on his terms, surrendering your life to him, confessing your sin and your need of a saviour, accepting the price he paid on the cross as your means back to God. Robin has done this. Divya has done it. Right across this room, so many people have done it and they will tell you it's the greatest decision of their lives. For now, for tomorrow and for eternity. Hallelujah. I may be small and insignificant compared to 7.5 billion on our planet. But you know what? I can say I have significance and I haven't got it for myself. It's come because I found myself in the hands of Jesus Christ. God knows my name. He knows my name. And not to tell me off. He knows my name. I forget my kids' names. You do that when, you, when you're telling them off? Yeah. Do that. Becca, Joe, Dan. You've got to reel them. How oh, you do that, I've got no idea. It'd take you two hours to tell the kids off. God knows my name because he loves me. God knows Robin and Divya's name because he loves them. He knows you and he loves you and he's here for you this morning.
this morning you can put yourselves in the hand of Jesus Christ and find life. And a tiny package becomes powerful and significant. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads. We're going to pray. This morning, if you're here for the first time, then again, welcome. Please stay. Have food. Have coffee and tea. Get to know people. If you're from a church in Northampton, bless you. It's lovely that you'll be able to come and join us and worship together. If you've travelled from a long way, another church a long way, bless you again. It's great to share time with the family of God. If you're here and you've never been in a church service like this before, and you didn't realise people took their faith so seriously, or even so literally, and you're thinking, you know what, there's something in this. I think I realise, I don't know where my life's going, I don't know what I'm for, I don't know where I belong. Then right now in the quiet, Holy Spirit is here. And he wants to show you Jesus Christ. He wants to demonstrate to you. He wants to show you how valued you are by God. He sent his own son into the world to pay the ransom for our sin. He wants to show you and, and lead you to that place of understanding that without him, there's no value. No real value, no lasting value. We thank God for the value we have in our family and our, our friends. We have that, but lasting, eternal value that is the true estimation of who we are comes in Jesus Christ. And right where you are, you can call on his name. You don't need a priest. You don't need a confessional box. You don't need to be anywhere else. Right here, right now. The Bible says, all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. All you've got to do is call on his name and he'll come running to you. He'll come running to you. So right where you are now, you can do that. Just call out on Jesus. Say, Jesus, come and show yourself to me. Come and show yourself to me. I want to know who I really am. I want to find myself in you. The world today is all about self-actualization. I've got to become who I'm supposed to be. The only way I believe with all my heart, the only way you can find who you're really supposed to be is when you find Jesus. Because he made you. And he knows how you work. From your heart now, just call on him. Just ask him to come into your life. Know his love today. 